push to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell and Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. Today we have Cynthia Sue Larson with us, and Cynthia is the best-selling author of six books. She helps people visualize and access whole new worlds of possibility. She hosts Living the Quantum Dream on the Dream Vision 7 radio network. She's been featured on the Discovery Channel, the History Channel, Coast to Coast AM, and the BBC, and has presented papers at international conferences on science, spirituality, and consciousness. She is the quantum optimist. Today we are talking about the Mandela Effect, reality shifts, and quantum jumps. Welcome, Cynthia. We are so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Cynthia, what would be the best way for our listeners to reach you? The best way is through my website, which is realityshifters.com. And from there, you can send me an email. You can see what events I'm planning to go to and participate in, as well as contact me through Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Wonderful. So... I guess we're just going to jump right into this. I I have a lot of questions about this topic. Uh, My first one, what is the difference between Mandela effects, reality shifts, and quantum jumps? What do these terms mean? Okay, well, there are some similarities. When I think of Mandela effects, they're basically the current terminology for something that's been around for actually a long, long time. And the term reality shifts is a little bit older than Mandela effects. It was coined by PMH Atwater. Um, Mandela effect was a, a word, a phrase that came, with, that was the invention of Fiona Broom. She's a blogger. And in 2010, there was a time that many people were remembering. They'd heard that Nelson Mandela had died many years before 2010. They were surprised Nelson Mandela was still alive in the year 2010. So... During that discussion, it came to people's attention that this wasn't the only example of someone who had been definitely announced dead through reputable media channels, but there's no current reference of it. So it's like remembering an alternate history. And after people started noticing that alternate history, they noticed a bunch of others. And I've been documenting this phenomenon myself through the realityshifters.com website since 1999. And before that, the author PMH Atwater had actually coined the term reality shifts. And it is used to describe exactly the same thing as Nelson Mandela effect. Um, So my book, Reality Shifts, that first was published in 99, uh, talks about people that had been pronounced dead being alive again. Not so much that they came back from the grave um, as it is that, for example, I would hear about the actor Larry Hagman, 
having died after some surgical operation. And then in the 1990s, I would be surprised to hear he was alive again. And so, and there were many, many, many examples of this. And it wasn't just me. Hundreds of people were filling out surveys through the Reality Shifters website, noticing these alternate histories. So the, the, the thing that's interesting about Mandela Effect is it really has captured the public's attention in a big way. People are starting to come together through websites like Reddit and share experiences where they notice, for example, the Berenstein Bears are now called the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> so it's, it's a big thing. And I didn't even get into the quantum jumps thing, but uh, quantum jumps is, that's more getting into the conscious side of it. You might think of it as law of attraction, but it's really, it's not so much law of attraction as it gets into the science of what's going on when spontaneous remissions occur, when people teleport, when you can act as if and get good results. And it has to do with recognizing that we exist in a multiverse and all of the existing possibilities are out there so we can ex- actually experience instantaneous transformation and make a literal jump from one universe to another. And this is, in fact, the way nature works. So it's a scientific view of it with some pragmatic, practical how-to tips. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, the Bernstein Bears is what really brought this to Boyd and my awareness it was a few months ago that that came about and then uh, that led us to you and to doing the show so this is great yeah we were <laughs> trying to dig up old books and look at the spelling <laughs> and the names it was like a big big research project for us there for a while so when when you were talking about uh, in in what you were talking there um, act as if what what do you mean by that what I mean is, this is a phrase that William James, the American psychologist, first came up with. He, uh, coincidentally, or maybe not, he was the, also the first person to coin the term multiverse. So I think that's quite interesting. Um, so as far as uh, how we can act as if and make things happen, I think this is really pretty much the science that we're seeing now in psychology with reference to positive psychology also the placebo effect, which is being studied seriously with a multi-million dollar research center at Harvard University and other universities. So there is some serious scientific attention being paid right now to the whole idea of acting as if. And then, of course, in the field of embodied cognition, which is another branch of psychology, all three of these are psychology branches, then we hear about things um, where you can do things with your body to experience positive effects. And so with um, embodied cognition, for example, you can reach your arms way up in the air above your head right now, as long as you're not driving a car operating (laughs) heavy machinery. (laughs) And then as you do that, uh, it's been proven scientifically that you are reducing the cortisol stress um, hormones in your body and increasing the, uh, the good uh, hormones that, that activate you in terms of giving you confidence. And so these are actual power poses, and they were proposed by another Harvard um, psychologist, Amy Cuddy. And I've, I've got illustrations of that in my book, Quantum Jumps. I love to share these really quick how-to tips because people can absolutely act as if they are empowered. It's sort of a victory move if you just raise your hands above your head. But it's also good to put your hands on your hips. It's also good to 
just, uh, you know, kind of stretch in any expansive way. And these are things you can do if you are about to go for a job interview or about to make a presentation, make a sales call, and people will feel it. They feel the effect of the positive boost in your own confidence. And it's absolutely scientifically proven in terms of the physiological benefits that are noticed in people's bodies. And so what I'm proposing is there's a, there could be an explanation for this, that when you act as if you are in another reality, it's quite possible that that's in fact what's happening. And I know it sounds like a stretch, but there are increasing numbers of studies from the field of quantum biology to suggest this is actually exactly what is happening. Uh, thank you. Fascinating, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. yeah, and the poses. I'd never heard of those before. Oh, and these are in your book as well, these power poses. Is that correct? Yes, with an illustration. Yeah. So you can just look at the picture and pick a pose that works for you. Because some of them might seem more natural than others. Um, you know, Or you might not want to do some in certain situations. Like you don't want to prop your feet up on someone's desk. Might be fine on your own coffee table. That's a good power pose. Uh, but some of these can be intimidating. Like if you reach your elbow over and put it on someone else's chair, that's a good one too. Or put your arms behind your head. <laughs> so what um, what are a few of the Mandela effects that are being noticed recently? Well, we've talked about that Bernstein Bears one, which really got to me also. But in addition to that, some of them have to do with songs, uh, such as the theme song to... Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which is an American children's TV show where, you know, the, the song starts, it's a beautiful day in, and I'm leaving the, the next part blank. Yes, that's what I remember. But now it if is. you play, well, it used to be. That's what we were, <laughs> that's the alternate history. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it would be, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, which doesn't even sound right to sing it that way. You could try it, yeah. but it just sounds wrong. It sounds clumsy. Yeah. yeah. Very clunky yep so there's that one and then in the movie the disney cartoon snow white the the when the witch is talking to the mirror uh she says something something on the wall who's the most beautiful one of all fairest one. yeah the fairest one of all thank yeah. you so when you when, when she says that uh, i remember her saying mirror mirror on the wall yes who is the fairest of them all now we've got it right. But now if you listen to any version that exists of that movie, it she says magic mirror on the wall. Who's oh. the fairest one? So so these things are just staggeringly strange <laughs> when you hear them. And in addition to that, there are a number of product name changes and just all sorts of things. Pretty much every area that you can think of is experiencing people noticing and remembering things in an alternate fashion to the official it's a, version. It's interesting that this stuff is um, being affected on a global scale, not just in an individual. It is. Um, Although, having said that, some people, um, it's not like 100% of the population agrees with it, which makes it interesting. And so some of the people do remember, like Berenstain, some remember Berenstain, some remember mirror, mirror on the wall. Some remember magic mirror. So and it this, is mixed up. It's mixed up, and it's not even the same groups. So it's not like you're from the wrong universe. There are all kinds of overlaps. You might get some people that remember some things and others remember others. But it's definitely fascinating, and there seems that to be is something. fascinating. Yes. <laughs> seems to be a message for us in all of this. Hmm. 
Well, on that note, we are going to take a break and we will see everybody on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sunderhealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sunderhealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Cynthia Sue Larson with us today, and we are talking about the Mandela Effect, reality shifts, and quantum jumps. And this is a fascinating topic. Uh, We just left off with the different things that people are noticing changes, and it seems like these alternate realities or these shifts are taking place. Now, Cynthia, how would I be able to know for sure if I have quantum jumped? Okay, great question. And we just talked about it, touched on it briefly, but basically you would notice significant changes in yourself or you might notice big changes in others or changes in your surroundings. So sometimes um, it, it may seem like there's not much discernible evidence of a quantum jump, especially if it's mostly affecting your emotions, your confidence, and other internal states of being. But sometimes the evidence of previous realities and other histories vanish during the jump. So, for example, we were talking about people who make a jump from the Berenstein Bears, or yeah, yes, Berenstein to Berenstein, which is where we seem to be right now, at least for most people. And for those of us who remember Berenstein, um, it can be very disconcerting. We can go digging through our children's bookshelf and try to find evidence. And when we notice that all of the books now seem to be changed to stain, uh, the main thing we have when we do a quantum jump is our memory. You don't usually travel with much in the way of evidence because what's making the jump is your consciousness. So it's the perfect vacation where you take only pictures and leave only footprints, but the pictures are like memories. So you've just got memories and um, not much else other than that, traveling really light. 
but but that's what I was getting at at the end of the last segment where I said that there's a huge message for us and that is the message the way that I see it that we are in fact the cause you know like when we wonder you know why are these Mandela effects happening why are the reality shifts occurring uh, and you know before we don't start getting into the groove of let's go quantum jumping because usually there's sort of that phase of um, getting your bearings. And when you're getting your bearings and just realizing, wow, stuff is shifting. Things are moving around in the house. Uh, things are a little bit different than I remember. Things are changing. Then you can recognize the answer is because. Um, basically, you break that word down. It's to be cause. So we are the cause. Our consciousness is. Hmm. I'm thinking of making a quantum jump and now I'm in another reality but I was always in this reality too wasn't I when I was in the other reality I was in this one too but now we're quantum <laughs> yeah well here this is interesting because it gets into the, the the quantum paradigm and what's going on with quantum physics in quantum physics we see reality as being in a uh, you know all these possible realities that are out there is being superimposed. So it's like a big blur of, of, you could call it energy, all the possibilities in a big blur. And when one is chosen or selected, then you are uh, basically experiencing one physical reality. So you don't experience more than one at a time. However, they are all equally real in the possibility realm. So there are possibilities that are out there. There are all those possible yous. But what, what I'm proposing or what I'm noticing is that we can travel in the form of consciousness and we do it like when you meditate and you notice that you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, that you can observe the Rebecca or the Boyd who is having these thoughts or these feelings. And so when I, Cynthia, am having thoughts and feelings, then I'm observing it. That's when I realize, wow, I'm I'm not the... You know, I'm a couple layers back, like I can observe the observer. So who am I? And this is the beginning of the realization that this is how we can travel in the form of um, through who we really are, the observer. Mm. So I'm sitting here, and, and as we're talking, my mind is going off in different directions. And um, we have some people, with what we do here, come in, they talk to us um, about stuff moving in their homes and ghosts and that kind of stuff. And... I'm just thinking that might be an explanation. If they're shifting and things are moving, they're actually not moving. They're just shifting. Right. A well, little different. yeah, it could be different. And then I'm, I'm not ruling out that there might be some influence from those who've passed on because, or right. again, when you think about it, consciousness doesn't end. So who knows? But you're right. Absolutely. There could be an explanation for things moving around. In fact, People see it a lot. Through my website for the last 17 or 18 years, I've been tracking people who notice things, objects moving around in their homes without them touching it. And this is not necessarily haunted houses, but they're just noticing if they're feeling a lot of angst and they're in a big rush, this is when it happens the most. And they're not grounded, then they're most likely to notice that they where they set their keys, the keys are not currently sitting. You know, They've moved. Right. So that's the times that these things really shift around. And when you notice, wow, that's related to my energy levels, how calm I am or how wound up I am. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it is fascinating. So now I have an excuse of why I can never find the key. Yeah, that's right. So now- <laughs> i got to stop blaming you for moving stuff around on me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cynthia, do you 
Do you have to know how to quantum jump in order to make it happen? Good question again. Well, it it helps to know that it's possible to make a jump to another reality. And it helps to know that such things do happen fairly often. And so I'd say it's helpful, but um, not absolutely necessary. So it's because you can make a quantum jump without quite knowing how when there's an emergency. Some people have actually done that. Um, and lots of these kinds of firsthand accounts are included in my book, Quantum Jumps, where uh, there's an oncoming truck or something. And right, in the, right before a huge accident is about to occur, a person will notice that the oncoming vehicle is suddenly inexplicably on the other side of their vehicle, as if it just, as if it sort of blipped in and out of existence, and it very thankfully avoided contact, uh, which it seems impossible because. There's no way that they could have avoided the oncoming vehicle, but now they're just on the other sides of each other. And this happens to a lot of people, so you don't have to know how to do it, but I think it does help. And it helps to know that things like the placebo effect is increasing in efficacy. So whereas people used to take a sugar pill or, you know, something that isn't supposed to really do anything medicinally, uh, they can take some kind of a treatment that really has no known chemical effects, but they get benefits from it. They just take the placebo, and what used to be a non-response mostly, it grew to be about 30% improvement for people taking placebo. And now people who have faith, who are spiritual, if they take a placebo, they can experience results of 70% efficacy and higher, which really is much better than most of Uh the pharmacological um, solutions out there. So, yes, it does help. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised by that number. That's great. So, what um, what do I need to do in order to, to quantum jump? Like, I'd really like to try this consciously, if possible. Okay. Well, medi- you can start um, by following some steps. I've got them in the book, but they're just really simple. And if you're meditating already, that's fantastic because that's um, that's sort of a good way to get started. I talked about how knowing that you are consciousness is the key. So step one would be to get into that meditative, relaxed, detached, and peaceful state of mind. It's like a theta state. It's kind of like a daydream state. Very relaxed, very... um, If if people who've meditated, they know what I'm talking about. If you haven't meditated, it's never too late to start. So that would be step one. Mm -hmm. And then step two would be feeling energized about a visualized positive outcome. And this is what the athletes do in the Olympics. Pretty much all athletic coaches work with their athletes to do this. Um, So you basically see yourself doing what you uh, would like to um, do. So if if you'd like to have a new house or a new job or a new relationship, really picture the details of that. See yourself in that. And then three is take positive action in keeping with that new reality. That's the acting as if really having faith that you're there, that... You've made that jump. These jumps often don't look like big jumps. So it's not like watching TV where it's quantum leap or something and they're flying through the universe. Um, it, it really feels, for the most part, fairly normal, except that you might experience on the inside a very, like a meditative high. So you can, if you start feeling energies and you're sensitive to that, you can feel that. So basically, when you've done those three steps, you will have made a quantum jump. Life will feel the same pretty much, except anytime you doubt or worry if you've made a change, just return to that med- meditative state and reconnect with that new reality. 
Mm. When, when, is this what happens uh, when um, things seem to just fall into place? Like everything seems to happen and flow and there's no resistance. Is that something along the same lines as the, the quantum jump or something different? That's that's a good question. That's like being in a state of flow, and it, that's a really good experience for people who've had it. And absolutely, you know, when that's happening, you can feel like like everything's going your way. And it's it, that's a really it's it, that's the, the sort of the state where you recognize that you're you're a, more than just your um, I'm more than just Cynthia. Then I am the one who's able to sort of observe how I'm feeling. It's kind of like I'm not even thinking about that. And so yeah. I tend to naturally connect with all that is, and it's, it's fantastic. Um, but sometimes, it's, it's, so, so quantum jumping is often that realization that you're sort of in a different reality than you thought you were. And I include a, a little snippet of story in my book, Quantum Jumps, um, where involving, this is Romanian-born actress, Florina Petcu, and she got a lot of praise for her work with Denzel Washington in a movie Spike Lee's Inside Man. She was playing a shameless cigarette-waving Albanian floozy. And even as she was being, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, she was recognized as being one of the high points of the film, but she felt like she saw herself becoming someone she didn't like. And in that moment, Florina realized, I was not Florina, I was the actress. So fortunately for Florina, the actress, she had been staying physically fit, doing Muay Thai boxing. And she said in that field of, of boxing she'd found a support system in this world that I never had in acting I remember when another boxer asked me to hang out and I immediately thought what do you want I wasn't conditioned to think that she would just want to be friends because in the acting world everyone is for themselves and so this is really the, the, the moment where she made that quantum jump and she realized she was going to start helping children who suffer PTSD and so, you know, thanks to the Muay Thai connection, thanks to that moment in in playing that role as a shameless cigarette-waving Albanian floozy, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that was the moment. It's funny how that can happen. So you just epiphany. know when that moment, yeah, it's like that epiphany, and you realize, I don't want to be this person who's only in it for myself, trying to be this actress, make it big. I'd like to make a difference in the world. And so she was um, going to college and became um, captain of the soccer team there. So she sort of branched out. She got more involved with um, nonprofit activities, helping children, and lots of other stuff. So that's a great example. But you can feel it when it happens to you. That You just feel like, I don't want to keep going the way I've gone, and I'd like to recreate myself. So that can be that quantum jumping moment. Mm, I've never thought of that as being a quantum jump. Like you say, we visualize in the movies where they're doing these major jumps through space and time. Uh, Very interesting. We are going to go to a break again. And I just want to remind all of our listeners that we do have a few events and classes coming up. So this Saturday, October 1st, we have the Yusui Reiki Master Teacher So don't miss out on that if you've been waiting for the Masters. We also, this Saturday, October 1st, have a Reiki share that is open to everyone who could come. It's free. Uh, Some great energy healing. And this Sunday, October 2nd, we do have an introduction to meditation class. 
And later on in October, we've got Karuna Reiki Level 1 Practitioner and Masters, and we also have a Yusui Reiki Level 2 coming up. So keep those in mind, and we will see you on the other side of two minutes. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sunderhealing.com Be visionary This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel You are listening to Awakened Hearts To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program please call 1-866-472-5795 Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sunderhealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Cynthia Sue Larson with us today, and we're talking about quantum jumps when we left off before. And Cynthia, you had mentioned about meditation being a great way to quantum jump because of that theta state that we sink into when we're in meditation. And I know Boyd and I do a lot of Reiki, and Reiki also helps you get into that theta state. So it would then also be a great way to quantum jump, would it not? Absolutely. Yes, it is. And there there's several aspects to the reason that Reiki is so excellent because it's got those those daily affirmations. I don't know if you do those in, as part of your practice, but that's a good start. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know Reiki yeah, principles, but, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so people are right off the bat getting into a really good place where they can emotionally be detached and not so tangled up in drama and, you know, things that can weigh people down, which they don't even realize is happening. But then in addition to that, there's the theta state. And in addition to that, there's accessing that beautiful level of energy that enables people to, like in a crisis situation, um, such as I once experienced, I've had a couple of crises where in one case I smashed my finger in a car door. I described this in my book, Reality Shifts When Consciousness changes the physical world so but i'll just tell you real quick what happened i yes. i was yes, sitting in, yeah so I was sitting in my um in the driver's seat of my car i'd arrived at my destination and i turned off the engine and i don't know why i did this but um after i opened the car door for some reason i've never done it since then <laughs> but I, I reached up and just rested my hand 
on the outside of the car door, kind of like on the roof of the car. I have no idea why I did that. Uh, because what happened next is the car door just slammed shut on my finger. Um, it, I guess the, the door, door wasn't propped in such a way that it would stay open. And it took me about a couple of seconds to open that car door again. And it, it was just a horrific moment for me because the pain was incredible. And thank goodness I had just been to a Reiki class. So do encourage people to take you up on your workshop and your activities because what a difference it made in that moment where I really needed to quickly access that healing state. Thank goodness I've been doing that. And this is where the symbols that you transmit through Reiki can make such a huge difference because mm. instantly I could start feeling, um, well, I, you know, as soon as I put my other hand over the injured finger, I should describe it, it was terrible. It looked mangled. It, it felt like it might, um, I wasn't sure if it was sprained. It didn't look broken, but it was pretty bad off. Uh, because the door had stayed shut. It was a heavy car door for a couple of oh, seconds on that finger. Ouch. So there was a deep, dark purple indentation. You know, a nasty bruise was starting. It was bad. So, But then uh, just after, I guess, 20-minute uh, treatment of holding my other hand wrapped around the injury, um, the, the pain intensified, as so often occurs with Reiki. But that's okay, because when I took my other hand off, the finger looked fine. It looked exactly the same as the rest of my hand, which awesome. is awesome. Right. So wow. I would. So I definitely feel that through Reiki, we can experience healing quantum jumps all the time. I've had so many of those. Um, it's just too many to go into all of it. But totally, I, I I know that that's a great access point for experiencing reality shifts and quantum jumps and recognizing this other reality is there. It doesn't matter what you think happened. And that includes broken bones. I've witnessed instantaneous healing of that. Um, blood blisters healing instantaneously. And uh, many, many more things than that. Burns, um, really serious burns from steam just going away. Uh, cuts on my body instantaneously vanishing. So for sure. Now, people may experience different results, and I'm not promising all this. But I'm just saying it helps to know that when people hear this could be possible. I think that helps a lot because it seems like the main problem for most humans is that we have some strange worldview where we don't think everything is possible. We we tend to assume that if something has happened, it's fixed, that there's a that we have a history and it's set in stone, that once it's happened, it's happened. And what quantum jumps and Mandela effect and reality shifts are showing us without any shadow of a doubt is that Alternate histories are, in fact, the norm, and I believe this is the way nature works. There's a lot of scientific evidence to suggest that. It definitely puts another spin on um, the fact with uh, with Reiki, you can send healing back in time, too. So that would be a kind of a quantum jump as well. Yes, and that's yeah. part of quantum logic. It's part of the way the quantum world works. Yes. Very nice. So, Cynthia, if somebody is wanting to make a quantum jump is it something that could happen on their first try or is it something they would need to practice for a while yes it can happen on the first time that someone tries it and um, obviously it helps when they they can hear a show like what we're doing right now and read first-hand reports like I share on my website, Reality Shifters, or in my books. But once once you have your mind open to the fact it's possible, and you're able to get into that theta state, 
either through meditation or doing Reiki or lucid dreaming, any of these different ways, um, then absolutely they can start um, moving through the, the steps that we described of how to get these quantum jumps, these reality shifts, and experience um, remarkable results. So, yes, indeed. Hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with this. My mind keeps going in different places. I'm, just for, for um, the husbands out there who are listening to this, this is a great time to use this as an, ex- as an excuse for memory loss. It was a quantum jump. It's a different reality. <laughs> and and uh, we always have a reason why we forget things. Oh, I see. <laughs> Although, I think we were just saying earlier that memories might be the only things we take with us. Oh, so I'm not sure. Yeah. That's, that's I don't hard. remember that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said that. <laughs> but Boyd makes a yeah. good point, too. It's kind of like when you, when, you know, when you walk out of a room and you're going down the hallway, that's very analogous to looking at different doorways of possibilities. And so often when we do that, we don't remember what we were going for. And so I think mm-hmm. that just that experience of walking down a hallway, it takes us into um, a very familiar process by which we access different realities. So then often we have to go back to where we started, like, okay, what was I doing? What, what was I going for? And then you remember. But that doorway experience, it's like going through a threshold. It's very familiar to all of us. It's just the way that we are in one sort of a set reality. And then we make a leap. We go through as pure consciousness we might be distracted by all the possibilities out there and might Mm -hmm. forget which doorway we intended to go to next what were we looking for well Mm. that's that's me that explains a lot yeah yeah that's a great description of (laughs) that well on that note we are going to take a break and we will see everybody on the other side of two minutes the seventh wave channel on the voice america network Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. 
We are talking with Cynthia Sue Larson today, and we were talking about quantum jumps before the break. And um, we had a question about your book, Quantum Jumps. Um, it talks about changing past events. Uh, is this really possible? Yes. And I know, again, this is going to sound like science fiction. <laughs> and people get ideas in their head when they hear this sort of thing. In fact, I get a lot of people sending me emails hoping that they can reverse uh, a disastrous recent past event or something that may have happened months or years ago. Um, but So what we need to clarify here is, yes, you can definitely change the past, but not so easily in the way that you might have seen depicted in movies like Back to the Future, you know, with the DeLorean and the crazy time travel guy and all that Flux stuff. Flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, we get these ideas in our heads based on the movies, but it's not quite like that. And it's that, that's very frustrating because so many people email me. They just want to do this now. They just want to fix this horrific mistake that was made and they want to go back and fix it. So... Okay, so rather than literally going back to the past to interact with people, places, and events, the kind of changing the past that happens more commonly, this is the kind that we do all the time, involves a process. And this is basically a four-step process. So step one is imagining that many possible pasts, presents, and futures exist. And this is, in fact, what physicists like Dr. Stephen Hawking have often um, you know, presented as probably what is going on. So there's a strong scientific basis for this to be true. And from my experience, I'd say it is true. We have many possible pasts. It's not fixed in stone. We have many possible presents. We have many possible futures. So that's the beginning. It's just like there's lots of possibility. Step two, envision a parallel world that you would like to be living in now. That would be one that you could jump to that's not too different than this one, Imagine that if you pick something wildly different, there actually could be shock involved, you know, because if you land in something where you're in a different house, a different relationship, different job, it, it, you might think you want that, but it may be too much at once. So typically, I would suggest um, pick something where there's just one small change, a couple small changes. Step three, raise your energy. And if you're studying Reiki, perfect. You've got the, the way to do it. Um, if you practice something like Qigong, meditation, yoga, if you have prayer practice that you do, all of these can be quite excellent at raising your energy. You know what that feels like. It's a bit of a goosebump feeling, a rush of kundalini um, energy if you practice kundalini yoga, uh, just feeling like you're in the Holy Spirit. If you go through prayer, uh, you, you know what it feels like. Step four this is where you behave as if you're in a parallel world that you'd like to be in. So this whole thing is basically like your quantum jump process. And you may wonder, well, then where's the time travel? Okay, here's the deal. What's going on is that this process is enabling you to make a jump, make a leap from one possible reality to another. And when you do that, the official story as to what the past is is no longer going to match what you what your memory of it, including whatever the mistakes were, would be. So now the official story of the past is different. This is where we get the Berenstain Bears and all this other stuff. And so what you're most likely to notice is a change in the way you're act, interacting with others, the way you embody those qualities that you admire the most, and all that kind of stuff. Now, 
The other thing that's interesting is you may have heard, perhaps, that some people have traveled back in time. Um, and maybe that's true, but I, I haven't heard too much in terms of how to do this reliably, consistently, in a way that, um, other than just through meditation. And I've, I've done that. I've gone back in time through meditation. And you can do um, a great deal of positive psychological work that way to help uh, people get over phobias, to help them feel that they have support at difficult times in their past. Uh, so that's another way to do that. Uh, but in, in terms of literally doing it, um, I don't think it's at all, at all the way people think it is. So this is what it's like, and it's basically just a simple meditation practice. And there is another exception that I should introduce, and that's um, a lot of people who experience quantum jumps and reality shifts sometimes notice they can travel a lot farther in a much shorter period of time than seems possible, or they might notice time loops where a sequence of events repeats, or they might um, notice other anomalies with time, and I've experienced all of those myself. That's kind of a different thing. Hmm. I've experienced time loops as well. I don't understand it exactly, but I've experienced it. Yeah. Um, can somebody else's shift affect you? Uh, I just want to share a little bit of an experience for myself. Um, driving down the highway in, in the city here, um, in my past, um, I was driving down this road. I did it for two years, sometimes daily. And the one day I pulled up to, to some, some lights and when I stopped there, um, I got really, really disoriented, dizzy, nausea. And when I looked up, um, this road, it was not there before. And it was, everything was changed there. It was a totally different, different place. The road, it just seemed, it wasn't supposed to be there. And I, it really confused me. Is that, what would that be? Is that the quantum jump as well? Yeah, that's a reality shift in the sense that um, it is a quantum jump. I usually, when I use the term quantum jump, it's more something one does on purpose um, or that one's intending to do in some fashion. And reality shifts are more the sort of a bizarre incident like what you encountered, which is very common again. So you're not the only one who's gone through the experience of driving down a familiar road and then on one particular occasion noticing it's not the way it's ever been before. And then sometimes you go back and it's it, you'll never see it that way again. <clears throat> and then other times you might it might kind of go back and forth. Uh, some people have seen this with buildings. There was a woman who wrote to me from Europe and she would notice she would go down a street to their to a coffee shop. She liked to get a cup of coffee at, but sometimes that street would look um, instead of looking all fixed up and nice that had been repaired after World War II. Instead, it looked like nothing had ever changed after World War II. It had just been allowed to atrophy. Uh, the street looked like you could get mugged on it because there it was not at all um, the kind of high-end cafe shop street that you'd want to be. Uh, frequenting so she would rush past it when it looked like it had all fallen apart and it was looking decrepit and old other times it looks like the kind of, it looks modern it's all been kept up to date it's clean and it's got that nice little coffee shop where she's happy to go and get a cup of coffee Gee, that's crazy yes so with with um with that um you hear about <clears throat> uh, ley lines power lines and grids within the earth is there areas like that would be more um, affected by this stuff? Does that have any influence, do you know? 
Right. Yeah, I definitely think it does. I've experienced a great deal of some of these uh, reality shifts and quantum jumps in power sites. It seems like that's a hot spot. So you can, it, maybe it's because we're more easily able to access that data state. I think that, that we ourselves are the conduits for the experience. And remember, we're the one, our consciousness is what makes the jump. And so if you're in a place that brings you to that data state, for me, it's um, pretty much being near the Pacific Ocean is really good. Um, I, I like these jumps, so I'm not I'm not avoiding these power sites. And then uh, going to New Mexico was a very strong power site for me. Switzerland has been extraordinary. So I, I think when you're in the presence of these kinds of ley lines that you talk about, that, that you're experiencing the advantage of getting your energy raised, which is one of those steps in the process. When you recognize that first these things can exist and you're imagining a parallel world you'd like to experience, or maybe it's just your daydreaming, then as soon as your energy goes up, you will start experiencing these things. It, it Also, when I went through my own Kundalini awakening, I started getting reality shifts and quantum jumps like crazy. It, it was happening every day, and it has been pretty much ever since. So that, that kind of an energy shift, and I think going through Reiki, definitely will help bring this on and this is a good thing because when we look at the problems in the world that we have no answers no solutions to we really need miracles and i think it's important for us to recognize that this new quantum age can be the age of miracles thanks to studying things like reiki you know learning to keep your energy levels high keep your mind clear and balanced this is so important because mm-hmm. obviously you know, it, it goes without saying that if you're focused on fears and phobias and things you don't want to to see, um, you're you need to clean that up. It's like sort of like like we vacuum our homes and we dust, hopefully regularly, and you brush your teeth and floss your teeth. We need to do the same thing with our thoughts, so that we're in a positive state. We're basically feeling positive about ourselves and others, and really keeping that that appreciation and that that state of uh, respect and grace and kindness and compassion and sincerity. You know, these are the qualities to develop. And so this is where this whole business of reality shifting and quantum jumping becomes a spiritual path. Mm. Yeah, well, and it's directly connected to, as you say, the level of vibration that that your energy field is at. Yes. Yeah, really important thing. Hmm. And I love, I love. That's what I meant when I said earlier that I love the way Reiki has uh, those affirmations and principles because you know the, the Reiki um, when you train in it, it's really clear that you can't be powering up. It's kind of like powering up a race car, and if you don't have the steering mechanism in place and you know, you don't have a really good sense of where you're going. You don't want to get up to high speeds and crash. So, and we can crash when we when we've got all these negative thought forms. So it helps to keep that clean. Absolutely. Mm, yes. Now, when you had said that you had your Kundalini, I believe you used the word awakening. Yes. What what sorts of methods or practices were you using to do that for yourself? Well, basically, that was um, self-induced through feel of a, a sense of having overslept. The, that that was 1994, and at the beginning of the year, I'd commented to my cousin, "I just feel like I'm sleepwalking through life," 
And at that point, I didn't know that's what Gurdjieff said we're all doing. <laughs> Later, I found out I was right. I was sleepwalking, and it feels terrible. And I just felt like, I need to wake up. I need to wake up. And after about eight months of feeling like, I need to wake up, and it wouldn't go away. Every day, it felt like I'm, I'm like underwater. I'm, I'm, I'm not myself. And then suddenly, um, there was a breakthrough when my husband went to a conference. I think I was waiting for him, because he came back, and he said, I think I saw God, and you know he's, he was looking at the ceiling in his hotel, and he could see these um, interesting designs and patterns. When I tried to get more detail about what do you mean, um, basically it was it was indescribable. It was that um, epiphany that's it, when you talk about the ceiling, it doesn't sound like much, and the light patterns and so forth. But it was more his state of mind that he accessed, and then that was all I needed to. That's when the dam burst open, and. I started feeling like a telephone pole, running so much energy, spontaneously going out of body, astral traveling, knowing what people were thinking all around the world. People, I, it's like I was seeing through their eyes. I'd get 360 degree vision. Um, it was extraordinary. So, wow. Hmm. Very neat. Well, we are at the end of our show. So, Cynthia, we just want to thank you again for being here today. It was truly a pleasure. And to remind our listeners, they can reach you through your website, realityshifters.com. Thank you so much. Yes, and you have been listening to Awakened Hearts. Join us next week, same time, same place. We will have Stephen Dinan joining us, and he is the founder and CEO of The Shift Network. And we will be talking about his book, Sacred America, Sacred World. Stephen believes that America's truest destiny is not built on the desire to be number one, but is rather a humbler sense of calling animated by a spirit of service to all. So don't miss that. We look forward to it next week. And from our hearts to yours, Namaste. Namaste. for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.